Happy Sabbath, everybody. It's a joyful thing to be in the presence of God. The psalmist David said, at his right hand are pleasures forevermore. I am glad when they said unto me, let us go in the house of the Lord. This morning I'm so grateful, thankful to God for his unfailing love. When I see myself up here and where God has taken me from, my soul cries out, Hallelujah! Thank God for saving me. Pastor, thank you for your kind words of introduction. Davin, thank you for your song. And Father God, thank you. Because if you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Praise God. Our theme for our crusade is in times like these. And if you notice, we did not say in times like these, da, 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 da. We just left it as in times like these. This is the songwriter said, in times like these, you need a savior. But we didn't say that in our theme. We left it at in times like these. So you supply the answer. Because I can tell you that in times like these, you need a savior. But if you don't know that, you won't find him. So you must supply what you need in times like these. I know I need a savior. We look around us. And you know, funnily enough, how people tend to put first things last. And last things first. And when their time comes, when a category five hit them, they realize that in times like these, you don't need a house. In times like these, you don't need a job. In times like these, I don't need a husband. In times like these, I don't need a wife. I need Jesus. In times like these, I have found out that millionaires jump off 50 story building because their category five hit. And they did not know 
But I hear David says, I will lift up mine eyes to the hills from whence cometh my help in times like these. I don't look around. I look up. In times like these, what do you need? What do you need? We need Jesus in times like these. I'll tell you you need him, but you won't know if you need him by me telling you. You've got to experience him. Ebenezer Church has been rocked and beaten by gale force winds, by direct storms and hurricanes, one after the other. And yet still, the doors of the church is still open Wednesday night, Sabbath meeting times. The doors are open because Ebenezer Church has found out that in times like these, your anchor holds and grips the solid rock. In times like these, Bow your heads with me. Let us pray. Our great God, we come into your presence. We magnify your name and we worship you. We lift up our hands. We call upon you, God, and we worship you. Send down your Holy Ghost power like rain. Water us, God, with your message. Let us leave this place knowing of a truth. We have supped with you and you with us. Speak, Lord. Your servant heareth. Amen. Today, I want to speak with you on the topic born twice die once born twice die once when we were born all of us we got a thing called a birth paper. The birth paper has on it your parents' name, where you were born, when you were born, which midwife delivered you, 
That's your birth paper. And as you go through life, this birth paper is important because every business that you need to do, they want a birth paper. For you to go to school, you need a birth paper. To live in this world, you need this birth paper. Because without a birth paper, you are a nowhereian. Nobody owns you. But with a birth paper, it shows I'm a citizen of the beautiful islands of Jamaica. And that's good. That's good, you know. But look at this. Someone who has never seen you before can come to you and say, you look like the cemits from down the south. And you said, yes. They are my family. And they said, yeah, man, I can't see it on you. Yeah, man. When I was a child, everywhere I went, people look at me and said, you're, you're a gardener. I said, yes, sir. They don't know me, but they can identify me by how I look. That's my birth paper. Come, my birth paper said, I belong to Monica Ruddock. I belong to Noel Gardner. And I must look like Monica Ruddock or Noel Gardner. There must be some resemblance to who I am associated with. And they don't need your birth paper to say to you, you look like this person. Today, in this audience, in this congregation, we all have our birth papers. And you do look like your mother, your father, or your great mother, great grandmother, great grandfather. But the thing is that <laughs> some, you know, God has a sense of humor. Even though we look like them. And we're okay, we feel good. That, oh, I look like my mother. And they can identify who I belong to. But there's a problem with that. Because not only do you look like them, you act like them. Which is not always good. And a parent can't stand the child who acts like her or him. I have a co-worker. And she said to me, I love my daughter very much, but I can't stand the child. I said, why? She said, the child is just like me. And my mother said to me, 
before I had children. One day, you will have children and you will know what I put up with with you. I know that is a mother's favorite words. You try to tell your children what to do, how to do, how to work on the child for heaven's sake, won't do it. And he said, go on, man. Go on. One day, you're going to have a child and you will know. But God ever will have used the children to show us our flaws. Because you can't stand in them. Check yourself. Who they got it from? The parents sucked the sour grape and set the children's teeth on edge. Who they got it from? You! <clears throat> i tell you something. One day, quite a few years ago, I have a very bad habit. Bad habit. Every time I dress to go out, I put on my clothes, lotion up my feet, put on my shoes, put on my hat, if I'm going to church or anywhere else I'm going. Then I go to the bathroom and I brush my teeth. And every time without fail, the toothpaste up on my clothes. And I'm here, I said, Jeez, what is wrong with me? Why don't I brush my teeth before I put on my clothes? That would make sense, wouldn't it? I know it makes sense. Because I want to do it. But there's something in my DNA that caused me to keep brushing my teeth after I put on my clothes. So one Sabbath morning, I went in the bathroom. I did the same thing again. Jesus. And while I was going, Jesus, my mother coming out of her bedroom. Jesus. Oh, Monica. And I said, oh, are you? Are you me getting from? I was glad I could find somebody to blame. Now I understand. I said, mommy, why you do it? She said, you're asking me? I want the same question myself. But I am okay to blame her. It's my DNA. My son, Davin, he has a very bad habit. The boy is forgetful. The boy don't answer telephone. And he'll, he will he have all the best intention not to forget. The child came to my house one night past. I was so grieved in my spirit. I gave the child something to give to his wife. I said, Davin, here is the bungle. Don't leave it. And he said, Mommy, I won't leave it. See it here? I'm putting it right by the doorway. So as I pass it, I must see it because the bungle was big. I'm going to put it by the doorway. And then when he left, 
and I went to the room, it was still by the doorway. I called very upset. I said, boy, why you left the money by the door when I gave it to you? I told you, don't, mommy, I said, that's not good enough. You're too careless. And I'm going to give you a look at, I'm going to tell you something. From last week, Sunday the crusade start, till now, I pack a bag of books. Put it on the chair and say, I must take it to church to give our visitors. And every evening I leave the back same place. And when I reach church, I said, my goodness, I leave the back again. And I remember my son. I said, Lord, have mercy upon DNA. Your DNA, you can't help what you do. That's why David, in Psalm 53, when he sinned against God and killed Bathsheba's husband Uriah and took the woman as his, David says, have mercy upon me, O God. According to your loving kindness, your tender mercy blot out my transgression. I was Created in sin and in iniquity. My mother conceived me. I hate the first bird. The first bird brings sorrow. The first bird brings heartaches. And I understand the Apostle Paul when he said the things. I should, I do not, the things I should not, that I do, oh wretched man, that I am, who shall deliver me from this body of death, your DNA from your parents is death. And if you want life, change your DNA. Can you change it? You bet you can't. God is a good God. He knew. Because listen, God set the pace in Genesis chapter 1. When he says, 1 verse 20, Come, let us make man in our own image, according to our own likeness. So every child born after that comes in, <laughs> comes in parents' image and likeness, whether you want it or not. You know something? I thought that when I gave my life to God, my children would be born sweet and darling, no trouble, 
they just do the right things. Because mommy was born, and I start, oh, and I heard that you need to talk to them in the womb and sing to them. In the, listen, it helps. But if you think it eliminates the problem, it doesn't. Because the DNA is stronger. And that's the reason why we have so many children today who are giving parents hardship. Because they say, look, look how many times I've told this child, don't do this. And the child still do it. The DNA is strong. So when I spoke to God about it, he said, listen, that's his DNA. Now you have changed, but he has not changed. So you can't expect that you with my DNA will let him behave with your DNA. Your DNA won't make him behave. It's my DNA in him that will make him behave. So I start to pray for my children. Lord, help them to find you. Help them to know you. Because the only way they're going to live is if they know you. <clears throat> One day, I went, I went to the supermarket and I, and I walked up and down the aisles and I saw a mother with her children and they were shopping and the child picked up something. Mama said, put it back. I can't afford it. She said, but I want it. She said, I can't afford it. Put it back. I want it. She said, give it to me. And she put it on the ship. And the child threw herself on the ground. And she rolled up and she cried. And she made one scandal in fosters. And the mother hold her hand up. I said, I don't know what I'm going to do with this child. The grandmother says, that was you. That was you. That's what you did. That's payback. Our DNAs determine how we live here on earth. But we cannot be satisfied with this DNA. You got to change DNAs. And that's why Jesus said, to Nicodemus in St. John chapter 3, verse 3 to 7. Go there with me. St. John 3, verse 3 to 7. St. John 3, 3 to 7. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Verse 4. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time in his mother's womb and be born? Nicodemus saw that as an impossible thing. And Jesus said, Verily I say unto thee, 
except a man be born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Verse 6, that, come on now, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. How do you expect your child born of the flesh act like he's born of the spirit? It's unfair. That is a pronouncement which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Ma don't get it twisted. Marvel not that I say unto you, you must, you must be born again. You make New Year resolutions. You won't go back to the bar drinking. You won't lie. You stop stealing. You stop fornicate. How long that resolution last? That which is born of flesh is flesh. You think like flesh. You act like flesh. But when you're born of the spirit, flesh dies. Spirit takes control. And I said to you today, you need to be born again. You need to be born again. You know something? Solomon said, when a child is born, cry. When, the, when, when a, a person die, rejoice. That's Solomon's take on the, new, the first birth. When you're born, start to cry. Have a weeping, we have it backwards. When children born, we have a big rejoicing. We don't cry. Talk to Job. Job said, Job chapter 14, 1 to 2. Hear what Job said. Job 14, 1 to 2. Man that is born of a is of that's the first birth. Few days, few days mean a number of years. You can know how days is translated in the Bible. Full of trouble. He coming forth like a flower. And it's cut down. He flits also as a shadow. And continuous not. That's our lot. With the first birth. Now, now I understand. Why a baby ball when it just come out of the mother's womb. They came out crying, you know. Listen. The child crying and we rejoicing. Why is the child crying? Because the child coming to face some troubles. No, listen. Think God. God is a good God. The child. Why the child didn't burn smiling? The child. The, the baby born. It's like the baby saying, "Where are you? What am I doing here? Put me back. I didn't ask to come here. 
I didn't even get the chance to choose my parents. I had no control how I was born. And God understood that that was a raw deal. Because we came without anybody asking us, do you want to be born? We can't choose our parents. But God realized that. Because hold on, when Adam and Eve sinned, it wasn't me who ate the apple. The apple sweet her alone, pastor. I didn't get any. I didn't eat the apple with her. She ate it and, and Adam. Yet today, I'm suffering as a result of Adam and Eve sinning because I didn't get a chance to decide how I was born. And God said, okay, I'm going to activate the plan of the new birth. You did not get a choice in how you were born. I'm going to give you the choice again. I am going to give you a new birth experience. So the first birth, you are born to die. The second birth, you are born to live forevermore. That is the new birth experience. Years ago, thank you, brother. Years ago, I was born in God's church. Grew up in God's church. Walked out of God's church when I was 20 years old. They said I didn't want to go back there. Listen to me, church. God has given you the opportunity to change the world you were born. Take it. Take it. A crusade came to Eastern District for four weeks. I sat at my in my house and I heard the singing because I was very near to the crusade. And I would not budge. God brought the crusade under my nose. And I wouldn't budge. God wanted to give me the new birth experience and I wouldn't budge. And one Friday I was home and a lady walked in my yard. I said, can I talk with you? I said, sure. She said, listen, I am from the crusade, I am sister house. And I'm here to just talk with you. And right away, you know, I fix, I said, I'm going to fix her. Because she don't know, I'm a, I'm a bad Adventist. I'm a turn back 70 Adventist. So I know, I know the scripture. So I'm going to just fix her up. Every scripture she quote, I'm going to finish it for her. Because I want her to know she ain't dealing with a novice. I know this tough. And I was ready for her. But God was ready for me. She didn't went, she didn't went in the scripture. Imagine that. She asked me two questions. Said, God. She asked me two questions. She said, Have you ever promised God something? I said, Yes. 
She said, what you promised God? I told God, if you give me a husband, I'll serve you. She said, are you married? I said, yes. She said, what else did you promise God? I said, if you give me a little house, I'll serve you. She looked around, she said, is this a place yours? I said, yes. She said, how long have you been living here? Four months. She said, what are you waiting for? And she said, have a nice day. God salt me. Good and proper. And the woman walked like she didn't do that thing. And she left my insides upside down. Troubled. I said, God, I'm not ready yet. Instead of giving you the new birth. Because without this, you are sure to die. Physically, spiritually, it's your time. I said to my husband, when he came home from work, I said, Eric, I'm going to get baptized. He said, what? He said, what do you mean? I left the work this morning. We don't talk about baptism. And I came back and in a short... In the, in the one little day I come back, you ready to baptize? I said, yes. Now, years ago, we, he and I did plan that. When I get baptized, he would join me. So I said to him, I said, okay, so um, now I'm going to get baptized. You're going to get baptized with me? He said, no, sir. We said, what? But we made a deal. That when I get baptized, you will join me. He said, that was then. This is now. He said, I can't do it. I said, well, God, I can't do it. He said, if I call your husband. I called you. I didn't call Eric. I called you. His time will come. Your time is now. I'm calling you. How shall you escape? The scriptures that I want to lick on sister house came back to me. How shall you escape if you neglect so great salvation? And I said, God, I hear you. And I'm coming. Sunday was the last night of the crusade. I didn't went church Saturday. I went Sunday because all week I've been struggling with the spirit of God. Tell me it's my time. I packed my little bag, went to the crusade, the last night of it, sat in the seat and heard Pastor Wesley Nyack gave a message he said, when you are converted, go strengthen your brethren. Take the fire of the Holy Ghost. Run through Eastern and light Eastern for Jesus. That message reached my heart. 
But after I studied for a little while, the, spirit, the enemy comes and said, you can't do this, you know. You can't do it. It's not going to work. How this is going to happen? How are you going to leave your husband in the world and start go to church? Do you know the kind of problem you're going to have in the house? Do you know what's going to happen? It's not going to work. Don't do it. Don't do it. And I pick up my bag, heading through the door, when instantly, without any warning, a, a shower of rain came down. With the rain was thunder. It was not there before. You know, understand me. It wasn't there before. It was a very nice evening. Calm and cool and everything dandy. And when I pick up my bag to go, thunder, black, 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 black. Rain came down. I got to withdraw myself. Where are you going? It's your time. My mother-in-law came and joined me. She said, Judith, I'm going to get baptized with you. So we both went in the water. And I gave God my heart. And changed my birth paper. I came to church. A couple of weeks later. I mean, I came at the same summer. But after about three weeks. They called us up. <laughs> Received the right hand of fellowship. Hold on. Let me tell you something about this right hand of fellowship. It means that. Before you were aliens from the commonwealth of Israel. But after your baptism, you receive member citizenship in the kingdom of God. They shook my hand, right hand of Philip, and gave him a birth paper. I said, this is yours. And I look at it, and it tells the day of my baptism. Where I was born, and my name, under the Lord Jesus Christ. And I changed birth paper. And I changed. And when my birth paper changed, my DNA changed. The things, hallelujah, I used to do. <laughs> I do them no more. The place I used to go, I go there no more. The things I used to say, I say them no more because I am no longer Judith McFarlane, daughter of Monica Ruddock. I am now Judith McFarlane, daughter of the most high God. That birth paper trumps my birth paper the first time. My first birth paper told me I was born in sin, shaped in iniquity. My second brother told me I was born not by silver or gold, but by the precious blood of Jesus Christ, Church of the Living God. Your birth paper, the second time, makes you a candidate for heaven. My first birth paper told me. I am born to die. My second brother told me, I am born to live forevermore. What comes with the first birth paper? 
sickness, sorrows, heartaches, cancer, old age, arthritis. Oh my goodness, when you look at people after they reach a certain age, they start to wobble. And sometimes, you know, after a while, the poor things, them want, they wish for death. Because the first birth, brother, is serious. But there could not be a second birth without the first birth. So I'm not too trashing the first birth too bad. Because if I wasn't born the first time, I couldn't be born again. But you, oh, you if you think your first birth is good enough, hold on. A time is coming when you will know the first birth is for here and now. But God's children, God has sent you, Jesus Christ, to give you the new birth experience. And he said, today, if you hear my voice, harden not your heart. Because the second birth is going to give me a life where I'll never grow old. I'll have no more pains. I will not have any messed up DNA. I will run like an eagle. I will fly like an eagle. I will walk and not faint. My new birth tells me I am more than a conqueror through Christ who loves me. My new birth tells me I can make it. I'm going to say something to you. You see your first birth? When you're just born and you walk and you, you make two steps and you fall and mommy come and pick you up and say, go on, baby. And you mark again, you fall. And you walk and you fall. And you keep walking and falling. And mommy keep picking you up. Because it's a process. I'm saying to those in God's church today, if you think you can't make it, that's a lie. You can make it. Because just like the new baby, when you're born again, you become a baby. And you're going to walk and fall. But your daddy will pick you up and say, baby, you can do it. Let me tell you something. He did not give me the job to help you to walk because I would get tired of you walking and falling, walking and falling. I'd be tired. But he took the job himself and he said, listen to me, my grace is sufficient to keep you. That's why in God's house, I'm not going anywhere. Because when I walk and fall down, he picked me up, turned me around, plant my feet on higher ground. I'm not leaving God's house because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. You will make it. He has not given you the spirit of fear. When you believe you can't make it, cry out. Cry out. Have mercy.
mercy upon me. Oh God, cry out. And I guarantee you, he'll send angels from the throne room of glory to help you on your way. The Holy Spirit will keep you where you are to go. Today, I no longer fall. Hallelujah. I still bought me too. But I no longer fall. I bucked my toe. But that is okay. It's a process. Not even the Apostle Paul, who was the evangelist of the New Testament church, could say he has arrived. He said, I am pressing towards the mark of the high calling in Christ Jesus. I am looking. Come on, sister. I'm looking towards the mark and I am pressing. If you press, strength is available to tear down those walls. Whatever it is, in the mighty name of Jesus, your walls must come down. If you press. I say to you today, what is going to keep you from saying yes? Revelation 3. What's going to keep you from saying yes? Revelation 3 says, and verse 10, verse 20. And I want to show you something. And this is the last book. Mercy God. This is the last book of the, the Bible. And this book has a dangerous message. A de it has an imagery, a picture of God. Revelation 3 verse 20. There's a picture in your mind's eye. Read it. Jesus said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock if any man hear my voice and open the door I will come in and sup with him and he with me God wants a relationship with you through Jesus Christ and the last book carries this Warning this invitation before Revelation 22 says, He that is filthy, let him be filthy still. If you're happy in your first birth, stay there because your first birth will take you nowhere else but in the fires of hell. And God can't change that. He wants to give you life everlasting. Hear the word. If any man hear my voice, he's knocking at your door. He's knocking. What is your answer? What is your answer? I'm going to say, Father, Jesus, I open the door and I let you come in.
are you going to make him keep knocking and he's knocking and his fingers are blistered you know you've heard him talk to you you know that you have felt him calling you and you said no not today but if not today when don't be like Agrippa some other convenient day and you are called this is your convenient day today is a day of salvation if you hear him harden not your heart open the door open the door and let him in what do you have to say to God Lord I heard your call but I can't make it he said, that's not true. My grace is sufficient for you because my strength is made perfect in your weakness. God's not interested in how quick you finish the race. He's interested that you finish. The competitions of this world give you big presents and big gift bonuses because you, you came in first. Jesus says, I'm not interested in those who come in first. This, the one that endureth to the end. Hallelujah. The same shall be saved. You are going to make it. You are an endurer. You are going to make it. Jesus said, Come, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as white. No cleaning agent can do that except the blood of Jesus Christ. If you're willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. Do you see yourself, do you see yourself in heaven? I'm, I'm going to ask for a show of hands in here today. Who can tell me without a doubt, I see myself in heaven. Sister Ma, put up your hand. My hand going up first. The rest of you whose hands are not up, come to the altar. So I'm going to ask again. Because this is, biz this is serious business. You were not born, created to die. Do you know that? We were created to live forever in the presence of a holy God. Sin came and interrupted God's plan. But God activated the perfect plan to give you a new birth experience. Are you going to sit in your first birth? Get up. Come to the altar. 
Because one day, you're going to call him. You won't hear him. One day, you're going to say, Jesus, and you won't hear him. So he said, while his mercy lingers, give him your heart. Today, salvation, pardon, and forgiveness is special. You know, I don't understand with us. When foster have special, we break with neck to reach fosters. I don't understand it. Don't understand it. You're breaking neck to reach fosters to get the special that goes in your belly and back in the toilet. And Jesus have salvation, pardon, and forgiveness and special. This special, you don't pay for it. He says, come, come, give me your heart, my child, and I'll give my father's glorious kingdom. Hi. What's better than that? Let me ask you one more time. Don't try to fool me. Because angels in glory, they are taking record. We'll ask you again. If you see yourself in heaven, let me see your hand. Something is wrong in the house of God. There is much grace available. So if your hand is not up, then you couldn't be born again. So if you're not born again, you need to come to the altar. Every person in this house who has not given your heart to Jesus, a place is at the altar for you. Come to the altar. Come to the altar. Come to the altar. Give God your heart. I'm not telling you to baptize you today, but you are telling God, I want more than this. I want what you have in store for me. Come to the altar. It's a process. He will take you through it. You don't have to walk alone. He's walking with you. Come to the altar. Praise God, young man. Come to God's altar. He's calling you. What are you waiting on? You're going to stay in your seat and go hell with Satan. Go ahead with Satan. When God have a beautiful promise for you, come to the altar now. The record is taken. Come to the altar now. I've given you a chance, you know. I'm making this appeal for longer because somebody else needs to come. Now, now, Jesus is calling you. Come now. He's knocking. Come now. 
Alter. Alter. Accept life. Accept life. Accept life. Accept life. Accept life. Is that put before you life and death, blessing and cursing? Choose life and live. Come to the altar. Praise God for those who have come. Praise God for those who have come. Praise God for those who have come. Young man, I call upon you because you are strong. God will perfect what he has started in you. He will perfect. He will set you up like a city on the top of a hill. God can't lose. Give him the heart. There are those who did not put up your hand. When I ask you, can you see yourself in heaven? Your hand remember your side. Come to the altar too. If you can't see yourself in heaven, something is wrong. You are saying that his grace is not available. Come to God's altar. Children of God. You've been on this road a long, long time. And you want to say, thank you, God, for the second birth. You want to say, God, keep me in the hollow of your hands. You want to say, keep me safe. Till the storm passes over, come to the altar. You are building God's church. And you want to thank Him for the second birth. Come to the altar. Say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Children of God, you couldn't have heard me. Slow down, praise team. Slow down. You who gave your life to Jesus many years ago and you're in this church today and you want to thank him for the second birth thank him for calling you thank him for knocking on your door and you open it and step in come to God's altar tell him thanks and say keep me till the storm passes over Come to God's altar. Thank him for the second birth. Get a part of your seat. Thank him. Sometimes we take our second birth for granted. Come to the altar. He gave up much for you to be born again. Thank him. Thank him. Lift up your hands and praise him. Praise him. Say glory. Hallelujah for saving me. Praise Him. Praise Him. Lift up your voice and praise Him. God is able to keep you from forever. One of you in here has a place in the kingdom of God. Praise Him.
Flash, quick story. This really happened. I took my son to court. I had no money to hire a lawyer for him. I went to court and my heart was fluttering because I don't know what the judge is going to say to my child. He was guilty. He acknowledged his guilt. But he had a history of the same crime. And he should have gone to Northward. Why are you understanding me? I have a passion for God because of who God is to me. And I sat in the, in the court. Angela was in, was in the court that day. And she said, Judith, you're not going to go northward today. I said, God, mercy, Lord. God, mercy. Mercy, Lord, mercy. I can't see my child go in prison, Lord. Mercy. And while he was sitting there waiting for his name to be called, a lady came into the courthouse. And she was representing other people. Angela, then she turned and she looked at my child. Look at Andrew. And her, her brows knitted. As if she's saying, I know this boy, praise God. I know this boy. Angie spoke to her. And she came over. And she said to me, does he have a lawyer? But guess what? He did. Hallelujah. He was guilty. But Jesus. Of the guilty. Woo! Hallelujah. I just didn't know what a defender he was. She said, what has he done? And I told her. And she said, and he admitted it? I said, yes, to the police officer. She said, wow. And he has a history. I said, yes. She said, okay. I will defend him. I will be his lawyer today. When the judge called my son's name, and he stood up, just see this picture this when the judge start call his name look at his file he saw guilt he's guilty and she said he said young man do you have a lawyer and she said yes your honor I'm his lawyer lawyer and she spoke on my son's behalf and mercy was granted for the guilty hallelujah hallelujah how can you run away 
like that who stands up for the guilty. My son was placed into a program. Was placed in a program so he could get help. I, when you and you and you give your heart to God, your lawyer stands up and said, My father, I have shed my blood. And Jesus turned around, put you in a program that will help you to walk the King's Highway. The program is the Church of the Living God. Hey! You put in a program to make you walk the Christian's life. That's the reason why when they brought Mary to him, throw Mary at his feet. He says, woman, where are your accusers? No matter how messed up you are, nobody in God's house can accuse you because we are all sinners saved by amazing grace. My son is now in a program doing so good. And I said, hallelujah, the Lord, God, omnipotent, still reigns. Bow your heads. I'm going to pray for you. That the God of your father, your God, who is beyond this morning, you know, Jamian was singing a little song and the little song just touched my heart I said Jamie and sing that song but sing all of it I said mommy I just know the first few words as well sing what you know and the song says indescribable uncontainable you are the amazing God indescribable uncontainable you are the amazing God when I look at myself I can certainly say he is an amazing God church of God bow your heads with me let me pray for the power of the Holy Ghost to come down so you who have been walking this road, who have answered the call, and know that the enemy is trying to tell you stuff still. I'm going to ask you to block, block him out. Block him out. He can't win. If he couldn't, Ebenezer doors would be closed. Spirit of the living God. Fall afresh upon your people today. Spirit of the living God. Fall afresh upon them today. We pray to the almighty God. Break your people. Melt your people. 
mold your people, fill your people. They are walking this pathway a long time and they get tired at times. But I bring them a word be not weary in well doing, because in due time, Ebenezer, visitors, and friends, and members, you shall reap the harvest if you faint not. Cover your people, O oh God. Today we come before you acknowledging that you are still the mighty fortress. You're a bulwark that never fails. Comfort grieving hearts today. Grant the assurance that the gates of hell will never prevail because they are blood washed, blood bought children of Almighty God and the gates of hell will not prevail against them, Lord. They're standing before you and they're crying out to you. Ratify their names now. Justify and sanctify them now. Because your grace is perfect. And your strength is enough to take them through. Some of your people here today, they don't have jobs, Lord. They are suffering from different attacks different things happening in their lives but you are still Jehovah Jireh you are still Jehovah Rapha you are still their Lord and Savior you are still the Lamb of God who taketh away the sins of the world you are still the rock of ages show up in your people's lives and for those who came, these young men who came, Father God, today is their day. Today is their time when they should give their lives to you. Lord God, they came, defying the enemy and walked to the altar. I know you have walked with them. And as they come, dear God, grant them the assurance that you who brought them to this point is able to take them to the end because your word says to him who is able to keep you from falling hallelujah and present you faultless before the God you're going to present them faultless these are trophies of your kingdom and we cover them Lord and we give you thanks we give you praise in the mighty and the matchless name of Jesus let God's people say amen, amen. say hallelujah Hallelujah. Great and awesome is our God. Amen. Praise God. Praise God.